Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin on Cleveland Sports Radio, 92.3 The Fan. All righty, back in a year on The Fan. Now let's get to The Fan Focus. All right, leading us off tonight, it's going to be Nick and Dustin as the two of them talked about LeBron James. I don't think LeBron is ever leaving L.A. to come back to Cleveland. But I'll tell you if he did. Oh, man. Especially, would it be more exciting this time? Because the Cavs, like, have this young core. Again, this is total tinfoil. Yeah, no, no. This is conspiracy theory radio at its finest. 100%. That's what we do. But I don't know. I don't know anything can top LeBron 2.0. Which is why I think it won't happen. I think LeBron is big on narratives. I think LeBron knows that the legacy, uh, that the legacy conversation is driven off of narratives. But yeah, if tomorrow it was LeBron's been traded for Jared Allen and Jetty Osman and uh, I'm trying to think of the other jackasses you could, literally everybody on your bench. You're going to unload. To bring LeBron home. Uh, apparently, uh, Windhorse is saying there's some something brewing, maybe. I, f- I, feel, I feel trolled by that. You do? Just being 100% honest with you. I I don't... Now, why would, that, now why would LeBron do that? Do you, now, I, you know what? 216-474-0092. Would LeBron 3.0 in Cleveland? Again, we're tinfoil hatting it. More than we even did with Ross Coldhart yesterday at 620, which you can listen to on the free Odyssey app. What would have to happen in a LeBron 3.0 in Cleveland to be bigger than LeBron 2.0? You, you think there's any chance LeBron looks at the Western Conference and is like, man, I'm going to go back to the East? Yeah, but I don't know there is an easy conference right now. It's the whole thing's wide open because, like in the in the in the East, you've got to get over Giannis, or you got to go over Boston. That's a tall order, even with LeBron at 38, 39 years old. In the West, it's just I think the problem in the West is you just don't know who can stab you in the back. Yeah, I don't think it's got anything to do with the conferences. Although historically, that is how LeBron plays it out. I, I just I don't think it's going to happen. I actually I feel happy about the fact that we did not spend that much time on it earlier today, only because there was a chance in my brain we were going to spend a lot more time on LeBron than we ended up spending on it. Uh, because I think we all can come to the same conclusion. I thought what was interesting about today, though, is we did get to that point where it was like, wait, it's not a 0% chance opportunity. Maybe it's a 2% chance opportunity. And we just latch on to that. I find it so fascinating the amount of people that want to make that a reality, myself included, but it's not going to happen. It would be a great transition from a number one to a number two for LeBron into Evan Mobley, and then when Mobley's ready to take over, taking over. It would be fantastic. don't think it's going to happen. But you can Odyssey Rewind 8.53. Really go to the start of the 9 o'clock hour, or excuse me, start of the 8 o'clock hour. If you want to go back and just listen to me trash LeBron's acting life, that happened, and that was way more enjoyable than any of this because it's just not baked in reality. All right. Ken and Anthony, I feel like I'm cheating on Afternoon Drive. I'm going to let Ken and Anthony talk about aliens today because the Afternoon Drive, it was it was basically every day for two weeks now. So I'm going to let somebody else get their thoughts on aliens, okay? Although they are the preemptive alien show in Northeast Ohio, I thought Lima had an interesting take, and I'm about interesting takes, so here we go. 
He said, after speaking with government and military officials, there's a preponderance of evidence. Preponderance of evidence. Mm-hmm. You might need to fire it up. I didn't realize this. A preponderance of evidence of non-human intelligence. I didn't realize Fatlock was going to put the suit jackets back yeah. on. They are tight-fitting. So Nick and Dustin are excited about this. Lima has been hemming and hawing, and I thought it's just because Lima just mm-hmm. didn't want to talk about UFOs. Well, I don't. I don't particularly <laughs> enjoy talking UFOs. Like when I was when I was younger, fifteen years ago, when I was listening to Jesse the Body Ventura and Alex Jones in his infancy, and who was the guy overnight, Kenny, that we used to love? Oh, Art Bell. Art Bell. I Somewhere used to, in time. I used to love that stuff when it was rooted in fun. The fun then paved the way to all conspiracy theories, which paved the way to everybody in the world is bad. Rich people, all rich people are bad. Every person in government is bad. Every person in pharma is bad. Every person in the church is bad. Uh, Everybody in education is bad. And so what I, I, I have a new philosophy on all this. While I'm not naive enough to believe that there are conspiracy theories that are actually true... I do. I, I do have to believe. I'm, I'm not that dumb. I do have to believe that, yes, there are true conspiracy theories. That if I believe in one, that it opens up the access and gateway to people that believe in everything. And I'd rather just not. I don't think I'd rather not true. talk to those people. I'd rather not have to entertain every conspiracy theory to be true. So I'll just, just not talk about so any of them. So I have to. So if, if you and I talk aliens, that mm-hmm. means I have to sit here and, and talk about JFK Jr. and how he's actually alive? I think by logical, I really ex- have to do that. by logical extension, if you have to say, well, that could be true, then everything could be true. And then I can't really have valid conversations about anything without getting stuck in the weeds. Yeah, well, I was right. He's right. And I, listen, I do not. Old me... I, I liked conspiracy theories like a decade ago when it was when it seemed fun and it seemed mysterious and it also didn't seem really plausible. The fact that a lot of the nowadays conspiracy theories seem kind of plausible has kind of ruined it for me a little bit. I it, it just has. I I don't love it. I don't love it. I love it when there was a mystery to it. I don't love it when we actually sitting here and we're like, well, now you're an idiot if you don't think aliens are real. How do we spin that bottle so fast? How do we get to that conclusion? And I, yes, I do think aliens are real. I, I, I do. But it's like, wait, if I went out there a decade ago and said aliens are real, you guys would all say I'm downright insane. And now we fast forward 10 years from now. And it's like, if I said aliens aren't real, you'd be like, you're an idiot. Clearly, there's something out there. Might be microorganisms, but there's something out there. And... Kind of makes you think twice about some of the Looney Tune uh, thinking that some people have made throughout uh, lives that we just kind of laughed at them for, right? I remember I, my brother, when I lived in Houston, my older brother's a really smart person, okay? It's just uh, I just don't know in any other way to put that. He's a really smart person. Sometimes that can be a little bit of a flaw and a character flaw because sometimes really smart people, they seem cuckoo at the time, right? And I remember being in Va- or Houston, excuse me. He visited me in Houston, and we were all drinking one night, and it was like, this is like, I lived in Houston, uh, what, eight years ago, nine years ago, whatever it was. And he was like, hey, um, just letting you know, like, I mean, it doesn't really matter. We were talking about something. He's like, it doesn't really matter. You know, they're, like, everyone's watching you. Like, I mean, you're just every corner you're at, they're watching you. The streetlights, they're watching. Like, you can't do anything. They're watching. Like, always, they're watching you. And I just remember thinking, oh, my God, my brother's off the deep end now. He, Poor guy, he's lost his brain. 
What am I going to do with it? It's going to be a real problem 30, 40 years from now when I have to try to converse with this man that is going down a, a, just a dark rabbit hole and seems like he's gone Looney Tunes. It's going to be really unfortunate for me. And you fast forward and it's like, I mean, he was right. Their cameras are everywhere. It's not a big deal. It's not, and he wasn't trying to make it into a big deal. Just the reality of it is there are cameras on every street. It's fine. It's okay. But he was right. But I remember thinking at the time, what a Looney Tune. Like, this guy's he's off, he's off the reservation. So I guess the point is is that uh, it's amazing how conversations have shifted. And it's amazing how they've shifted even on things like aliens in the recent decade or so. And I like that Lima's perspective is if you're going to answer it with everything can be real, then maybe we're not really actually having conducive conversations. Baskin and Phelps. What a switch this is. Let's talk about baseball payrolls. Here we go. Spending money doesn't necessarily guarantee you success at all in Major League Baseball. In fact, the Atlanta Braves have the highest payroll with the most return as far as the standings are concerned right now. Explain that. They have the highest, uh, the eighth highest payroll in baseball. Eight. And they lead the American League East. um, And that's the, the highest payroll. I mean, the Mets are in fourth place in the NL East. I don't know. Make sure I said that. Right? So when you look at the, the teams that are spending money, both the New York teams are spending more money than anybody else. The Mets are number one, and they're in fourth place. And when you go to the American League, the Yankees are number two, and they're in third place in the East. And if you want to keep digging, it's just like I look at these numbers, and I'm like, wow, I don't know that money necessarily means winning. You know why? You know why? I mean, look, the Padres have the third highest payroll, and they're in fourth place. Tell me if you agree with any of this. I think one of the reasons why there, when when you're not spending a lot of money on players, for the most part, it means you have young players, right? That's true. What are young players? Usually healthier because they're younger. I mean, let's just make common sense there. And they're usually hungrier. They're, They're playing for money. They're trying to get that contract. I thought about this one a lot, and ultimately I think I just disagree with the premise of it. I think it's, it made me think, which I really do enjoy, though. I, I like that it made me think about the idea of is baseball different because it's guaranteed money, and with guaranteed money, you could be Francisco Lindor and sign the big check, and, well, who cares? Who cares if I ever cash another check? I've made $300 million, we're cool, right? And, and I, think, I think inherently with people, if we operated under that sense, if, you, if at your work they told you you get three years, $30 million, and all you got to do is show up every day for the next three years. And it doesn't matter what quality of work you do. You're getting that $30 million no matter what. And then you'll never have to work ever again. You'd probably be like, great. Am I going to am I gonna make sure I'm busting my butt every single day to kill it? Probably not, if I'm being honest, if I just know people well enough. And in baseball, you can't really slack. It's a 24-7. you got to bust your butt in order to be playing big-time baseball at the big level. So I do think there is a part of that. And football does not offer that up because of the contract structure that football has. I think there is something to that. But the I fundamentally disagree with the idea that you can't fix your baseball problems with money. I think this year just happens to be an outlier. Because in every other year in baseball history, the, the big payrolls are not so far behind like they currently are. I think we need more than two minutes to unravel this whole thing. But if I'm being truthful about it, I like their idea, but I disagree with the premise. I think this year is an outlier. All right, next up, we go back to afternoon show because this I thought was fascinating. Nick and Dustin on what is incredibly hard to do, a new breakfast food spotted in the wild. Some of this might be 
that I just had a conversation with my oldest daughter about being fearless when it comes to introducing yourself to people. She's at basketball camp and freaking out about it. So and I was really like trying to hype her up on it. Like, well, you just don't know those kids yet. You're not giving them a chance, right? I'm, I'm trying to work on it. And so today I was down across the way getting a little bit of lunch and there was these two college girls right next to me. And the the one girl who was sitting close to me, closest to me, had something on her plate that I'd literally never seen before. And I was like, well, I want to take a picture, but I don't I don't want to make them think that I'm taking a picture of them. I didn't I didn't I was trying to avoid the stranger danger. Okay, I was trying to be a sensible adult here. And so instead I said, "Hey, this might be really weird. That's not how you lead a that's, conversation. That's not a great lead. Especially when you're a gigantic bearded mountain-looking Bear. person and she's like a 105-pound college girl. And anyways, she actually was really lovely. This girl was just gave me a little more faith in the young the young people in this country cuz she was like, "Oh, yeah. Yeah, I this is great. This is delicious." So what she had was eggs on top of pancakes. And I'll explain that in a minute. But she was like, oh, yeah, but if you want to take a picture, well, okay, okay. I'm st- skipping a step. I said, hey, this is weird. I've never seen that before, and I wanted to po- post it on social media and talk about it today. Am I okay to take a picture of that? And she could not have been a nicer person. Now, I, I maybe I was the stranger danger in my head. Maybe I was just, maybe she was just so nice that she was not admitting the stranger danger. But I tried to profusely apologize like three times later because I was in my own damn head about it. Now, getting back to these eggs, it was two flapjacks, and on top were scrambled eggs with these uh, with cheese on top. I think we finally crossed a line here. I have no problem with with getting freaky with breakfast. Listen, I thought you 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 liked the image. Oh no, I'm, or you were just I'm, you I'm, were just taken aback. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I think I'm riding the fence on it. Because on one hand, somebody kind of com- uh, compared it to like a, a breakfast griddle. I'm like, okay, all right, I like breakfast griddles, right? You have the, the the bread is the pancakes, and then you got the eggs and the sausage and all that and the cheese and whatnot. I just don't think it looked appetizing, though, in this specific fashion. I'm in. Creating foods is just too incredibly hard. I'm 100% in. I love this innovator of food that we have before us. Or I, I Now, I got to know, I need more backstory. I need to know if she thought, is this like a TikTok trend? And she just tried it out, or did she come up with this ten years ago on vacation? And let's say her name is is uh, Kaylee. We need to call this one the Kaylee moving forward. And uh, she needs to get recognition from all sorts of people. It seems fantastic. I would definitely eat this, no doubt about it. I got I've, now. I got to try it. That's the next move. I got to try it. Innovators among us. Congratulations to you, Kaylee, Casey, whatever name I gave you. You're a true pioneer in the food world. Last up, Ken and Anthony on kids wearing Browns gear. I just thought this was the case at every camp. Okay. But there are, like, no Browns colors, no Browns uniforms. And it's not just that it's all Steelers stuff because, like, oh, it's Mitch Trubisky's camp and he plays for the Steelers. It's every team except the Browns. So Keith goes, what's going on here? What's going on with our youth in the area? Are they not buying the Browns gear? Are they not Browns fans? Are, are are we risking another lost generation of Browns fans because they finished in last place last year with all the hype? I don't know. I don't know. Ken, what do you make of it? Because I wouldn't have even noticed. All right, let me get – I'm looking at the picture right now. Now I'm zooming in. What are you seeing? You seeing Steph Curry uniforms? 
I don't see any Browns anything. None? No. I mean, how many kids are in the picture? Would you estimate? There are a lot of children. There are a lot of high school age children. There are a lot of middle school age children. Then uh-huh. there are a lot of children children. How did I not hear about this? I would have sent my sons to this. To the camp. You would have to sent Mitchell Trubisky, your yes. kid to a Steelers players camp? What has happened to Ken? It's Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, if it was Michigan, I'd backup. understand. He's the backup. But Pittsburgh. He's the backup. Wow. Boy, things He's have the... changed. This is okay. not the Ken Carmen I used to argue with every day. I walked day. right into the Slippery Wizards clutches right there. I just want to point out, for the record, just to put <laughs> this on you, is that you didn't invite me to the baptism on Sunday, and you had even said on Friday that you had prepared words to speak at yeah. my at my funeral already. You expect to tell... Say the eulogy at my view. No, I'm just overcompensating because you really just walked me into a really bad hornet's <laughs> nest that I didn't realize. Damn it. Now, it was nice seeing Mitch Trubisky Damn and you. his buddies at my baptism, at my child's baptism. That was nice. You invited a Steelers player well, to I your thought, baptism. I thought that Who's was the cool. next, Terry Bradshaw? I thought that was cool that Mitch went out of his way to come. Hold on. Let me look up Mitch Trubisky on Twitter. <laughs> I got to see more evidence. This is very weird. This photo shows nobody wearing anything brown. Did they? Now, wait a second. Was it a PR thing where they're like, hey, you're wearing brown stuff. You have to take it off. I don't know. Because I can't lo- let this. Hold on. What if Mitch Trubisky lets the photo get back to the Pittsburgh fans and they see a bunch of Browns? He's from Cleveland. What do they think he's going to do? But it's a rivalry, right, Ken? A big it, rivalry. It is a big rivalry. Just not with the kids. I don't think the kids care at all about the Steelers rivalry. All right, we'll touch on this when we come back. Whether or not young kids at this point like the Browns. We'll get to fan focus. That was a fan focus. We'll get to off the beaten path coming up at 940. But first, let's get you a Jake Murren sports update.